In today's show, we're looking ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead now to these games, as I said, uh, on Tuesday. First one of those, Bulls Pacers. Let's watch Lowry Markinen because he's coming off the bench. He's doing pretty much nothing. I've dropped him already. I would have dropped him a couple of games ago. But let's see, maybe something changes in this one. I highly doubt that, but let's see if he is able to do anything different in this one. While Patrick Williams, who's continuing to get the minutes, um, actually, back to Markinen, Daniel Tice is out in this game, so maybe that does help Markinen a little bit, uh, get some extra minutes as a backup center. I still don't think it's enough to have him as a 12-teamer. Pat Williams continues to get good minutes, but production is waning. Um, or it's just not high enough, and I just don't see the value, but I'd like to see him continue to um, to continue to improve. For the Pacers, let's watch TJ McConnell, who's been playing at a you know, pretty high level. In games where Brogdon is out, it does really help his value, and at the moment, uh, Brogdon did practice, but he's listed as questionable for this game, so we might be getting a big TJ game, or we might be getting a, a lower-minute TJ game. That's something to watch. Well, Gogo Badadze, the dart. Problem with my Gogo-mobile. Gogo-mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. But Dadze has been playing pretty well, I think, only getting these minimal minutes. But if Sabonis is out again, you keep an eye on him for maybe just putting in a little bit more extra work. But that's more of a dynasty watch for Goga. Next game, looking at the Sixers, the Sixers, Sixers, that's the right word, the Sixers and the Celtics, Seth Curry. I think he's a 12-team drop. We still don't have George Hill returning to Phil- for Philadelphia, and that's going to have an impact on Seth. We've got Shake Milton. We've got the painter Matisse Thibault. We've got Danny Green. It is just hard to see Curry as a must-roster player, but let's pay a little bit of attention here, see if he can change my mind. Well, Ben Simmons is going to have Joel Embiid back, and Simmons has been pretty trash in games that Embiid has been out, but when Embiid plays, his value seems to rise. So if Joel is in this game, which we expect Joel is going to play, Hopefully, we get a little bit more out of Simmons. For Boston, Romeo Langford will be his second contest. I want to see how they use him in the rotation. I don't think he's really got any sort of value as a fantasy player, but his minutes, could they impact Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith? The Shemi Ojale is going to return in this game as well. So how are they going to use Langford? And then what about Ivan Fournier, whose first two games were bad, his next two games were really good? Where does he settle? What do his minutes look like with a fully healthy team and when shooting comes back to normal for him in Boston? Lakers and the Raptors. Oops, wrong button. Oh, hi, Mark. Is Andre Drummond going to play? And if he does... What does that mean for Marc Gasol? They're just going to put Gasol back out of the rotation. I think that's something that's really interesting for us to um, for us to watch because Gasol, I think, again, is probably their best center. But if they're going to just limit him out of the rotation, that's obviously frustrating for Mark, who has already explained how frustrated he is going to be with that process. So we'll see how that looks. And it's just mainly just watching the center rotation in general. Taylor Horton Tucker played really well in the last game, but what sort of minutes are they going to give him? Is it going to be enough to be useful in any sort of league? Well, for the Raptors, they claimed they were going to start Malachi Flynn on Monday. They did not. 
So what are we going to see from Flynn in this game? Uh, is Van Vliet going to return? What's Flynn's role going to be? That is going to be super interesting for us here. And then Gary Trent Jr., without Lowry and maybe without uh, Van Vliet, taking on a larger role, larger offensive role. He's been shooting really well in Toronto and getting those extra usage or that extra extra usage and those extra shots has been really beneficial to his overall fantasy value. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made exclusively for sports fans. It's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Generally, I didn't do one last week because I went away, I'll be hosting a Locker Room on Friday afternoons, which I'll tweet out, and you can go follow me over on Locker Room at Josh Lloyd 48 and we can talk fantasy basketball. You come up on the stage, you have a bit of a chat to me, and you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, just reacting to the big news or rumors. So go to Locker Room, create your profile, join your group, the NBA group, for the latest league updates, and follow me, Josh Lloyd 48 to be notified when my room goes live. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on fantasy basketball, so I'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Next game, we're looking at the Pelicans and the Hawks. Um, the Pelicans are going to be without Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They're going to be without Josh the Hitman Hart. Are we going to see Isaiah Thomas play? That's the question, isn't it? It looks like Thomas will be available. Will they use him or not? That remains to be seen. Zion, Brandon Ingram, Stephen Adams are all questionable. Now, I think if those guys are out, we will see a little bit of Isaiah Thomas. But how does he look? Now, I have some real doubts about Isaiah Thomas pretty clearly. But how he looks is going to be interesting with so many guards hurt. And then James Johnson making us very proud with Zion out. But remember, these games that Zion has missed are literally the only seconds that Johnson has played as a member of the Pelicans. Came across the trade deadline, not in the rotation. I don't think he's going to be able to stick in the rotation in a large role as we move forward. It has been really with Ingram and and, uh, Zion out that he's played, but he's played really well. For Atlanta, Clint Capella putting up some big numbers with John Collins out. Let's see if he can keep that going. I imagine that he will. Well, Trey Young is not in the injury report, but he's obviously not particularly healthy at the moment. He's putting up some um, subpar numbers, dealing with elbow and knee problems. I'm a little bit worried about Trey and his overall health at the moment, so we want to pay attention to that. Next up is the Grizzlies in the heat. Grayson Allen playing at a pretty high level at the moment, getting threes, getting steals, playing a lot of minutes, useful enough for 12-team leagues at the moment, amazingly. Well, Brandon Clark just continues to be uh, like totally fine at the end of a 12-team roster, but there's nothing big. There's nothing pushing up into huge numbers. It's just continually around that 110 to 130 rank type level of production. For Miami, Victor Oladipo has been very underwhelming in his games for Miami so far. I was a little bit worried about that when he came across. Let's see whether he can turn that around. I'm giving him a few more games before I consider him a droppable player. But if you base it on those first two games, he is a droppable player. I don't think that's going to be the case, but let's see where we go. Well, Trevor Ariza is a nice 16 to 14 team league ad, 28 to 30 minute a night power forward for the Heat, who can be an interesting steals and threes streamer even in 12 team leagues. But let's see, is he 26 minutes or is he 32 minutes? Because he was 32 last game, but he was 26 in the ones before that. Next up is the Pistons and the Nuggets back-to-back here for Detroit. Will MC Hamadou Diallo play? And if he doesn't play, that means more for Josh Jackson. Will Wayne Allington return? What do they do with Dennis Smith and with Saban Lee and with Killian Hayes? Does he play in the back-to-back? The guards are a complete mess here in Detroit with all these guys resting and not playing and playing big minutes and being all over the shop. So we really want to watch Diallo and Lee and Smith and Hayes and Jackson and Allington to see how that all works out. 
For the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon. First two games were subpar. Next two games were really good for Denver. His field goal percentage is absolutely through the roof. And let's see if that's able to continue and what his role looks like on this Denver team. Well, Farton Will Barton, I just want to watch him. Because again, the first couple with Aaron Gordon, he struggled. But he has picked it up in the last two. I think he does remain a must-roster 12-team league player, but let's see how he looks in this one again, as the starters tend to do all the damage for Denver, and their bench is not doing that much at the moment. The Bucks and the Warriors, Bobby Portis, um, what's his role going to be if Yanni plays? Antetokounmpo missed the last game. He should be okay for this one, but we don't have uh, confirmation on that at this point, so we need to watch... Um, we need to watch that one uh, to see how he looks. And then Drew Holiday, who's been playing at an astonishingly high level, has signed that massive extension with the Bucks as well. Will he fade away in terms of the current level of production? You have to think he's somewhat of a sell high, but he's been so impressive. While for the Warriors, Blunty, James Wiseman. Where are you now? Continues to be disappointing. And if you need immediate production, I think he has to be a drop. Now, if you've got a situation where you can hold, I think you do that. But I'd like to see, again, this could be a case where it is a blowout and then Wiseman plays 30 minutes. I think that's a distinct possibility. Um, but otherwise, in close games, they are going to limit his minutes. Draymond Green, another guy to watch that when Steph plays and when the games are close, he puts out some pretty good some pretty good performances. But it has been frustrating with him for big chunks of this season. And you know, I just want to see where he goes in terms of his offensive production, uh, more importantly than anything else. Guys, when you're looking for parts for your car, why would you go to your local chain store? That's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. One reason to repair and maintain your own cars is so that you save money. So why go to those stores so they can charge you more? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So... Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Next game we've got is the Blazers and the Clippers. Yusuf Nurkic is out, guys. That is horrible. Now, he dealt with the you know return to the season where he was out of shape. Then he broke his wrist. Then he strained his calf. And now he's got right knee inflammation. I like Yusuf Nurkic. I was completely wrong to pick him at the end of the second start of the third round. I just thought that he'd be in, sh in shape and play 30 minutes a night as their second best player. And I was wrong, clearly, on that. I, as a, one of the biggest Yusuf Nurkic fans out there, I think that you know, given the restrictions, given the knee flare-up, I think you've got to consider dropping him if you're in desperate need of production now. And that makes Ennis Kanter have value. Norman Powell. Um, value is dipping a little bit from where it was in Toronto. That you know, playing a couple of minutes x or a couple of minutes fewer per game, the percentage is dropping down somewhat. That, that is impacting. But let's see how he looks in this matchup against the Clippers. While the Clippers have signed Demarcus Cousins, I don't expect Cousins to play in this one. But we don't have the status on Serge Barker or Patrick Beverly just yet. So I imagine Ivica Zubats gets another start and provides 12-team value. While Rajon Rondo, more just an assist and steal streamer rather than any sort of must-roster 12-team player. Stream options. For category leagues, Trevor Ariza, Taylor Horton Tucker, Grayson Allen, Marcus Morris Sr., and Isaiah Stewart, even though he likely goes back to the bench with Mason Plumlee starting. And for points leagues, Diallo, if he plays, Sadiq Bay, the depressed penis, Dylan Brooks, Markeith Morris, and Taylor Horton Tucker. Guys, that will do it 
for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.